Hey everyone, Josh Case here, your online campus pastor here at Calvary Christian Center. Welcome to our podcast. May today's message bring healing, hope, and ultimately transformation. Hope you enjoy today's message. Chapter one, how hard is it to believe y'all that we are already at the end of 2022? It's just cruise right by. But I am determined that myself and everything that I lead, everything that I have oversight over, we are not finishing weak, we are finishing strong. Who wants to finish this year strong? So I'm excited about this Christmas season. What a great looking crowd today. The beautiful people are at church today and I'm so thankful you're here. Luke chapter one, if you're ready, somebody say I'm ready. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias of the division of Abijah. His wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. Verse 6 says, both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all the Lord's commands and degrees blamelessly. Somebody say blameless. So they're blameless. But they had no child because Elizabeth was barren. And they were both well advanced in years. So it was that while he was serving as priest before God in, order of his, in the order of his division, according to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went to the temple of the Lord. Now don't miss it. They're blameless, they're barren, but he's burning. According to the custom, he went to burn incense in the temple of the Lord. Huh. And the whole multitude of people was praying outside at the hour of the incense. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled and fear fell on him. But the angel said, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. and You will call his name John. And you will have joy and gladness and many will rejoice at his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord and he shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. He will also be filled with the Holy Spirit even from his mother's womb. And he will turn many of the children of Israel to the Lord their God. He will also go before him in the spirit and power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just to make ready a prepared people for the Lord. Zacharias said to the angel, how shall I know this? For I am an old man and my wife is well advanced in years. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you to bring you glad tidings. But behold, you will be a mute and not be able to speak until the day these things take place because you did not believe my words which were fulfilled in their own time. And the people waited for Zacharias and marveled as he lingered so long in the temple. But when he came out, he could not speak to them. And they perceived that he had 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 seen a vision in the temple, for he beckoned to them and remained speechless. So it was 
as the days of his service were completed, that he departed into his own house. Now after those days, his wife Elizabeth conceived, and she hid herself for five months, saying, Thus the Lord has dealt with me in the days when he looked on me to take away my reproach from among the people. And then Elizabeth is visited by Mary. And Elizabeth looks at Mary and says in verse 45, You are blessed because you believed that the Lord would do what he said. Oh. Yay, hallelujah. Woo. Is there anybody here today that believes that the Lord will do what he said? Oh, come on, Calvary. Do you believe that he will do what he said? You are blessed when you believe that the Lord will do what he said. Oh, the question here today is not can he do it. The question is this, can you believe it? I want to preach for a few minutes along these lines. Can you believe it? Can you believe your children will be saved? Can you believe our nation will burn in revival? Can you believe for an awakening? Can you believe for an outpouring? Oh, if you can believe it, slip up your hands. I'm on assignment today. Father, thank you for strengthening my body to be able to do what you've called me to do. Lord, I believe everything that you say is true. God, I pray that you will release a supernatural revelation of who you are. You are faithful. You are dependable. You are reliable. When we can't count on anybody else, we can count on you. Lord, I said when we can't rely on anyone else, we can't rely on you. And I give your name the praise. If you're ready to grow in the Lord, come on, let's give God a praise in here right now. Can you believe it? Tell three or four people around you as you're seated, I believe, I believe. I am declaring in faith over you, precious, barrenness is breaking. If you've been in a barren season, it's going to break in the name of Jesus, if you can believe it. I want to dive right into this teaching, but how many of you are ready should Jesus tarry? for 2023 to be a time of fruitfulness. I want all the people who are ready for fruitfulness in 2023, give God some praise right now. I'm I'm ready for fruitfulness, apostle. I wanna kinda unpack this today and I'm gonna do a little bit of teaching and I believe God's gonna say some significant things. I want to raise your level of faith this morning. I wanna raise your level of belief that God will do exactly what he said he would do. Now, the Bible says in Luke 1-7, they did not have a child. This is Elizabeth and Zacharias because Elizabeth was barren and they were very old. Now, don't miss this. Not only was she barren, she and Zacharias were old. And in the natural, she had never had a child. And all conventional wisdom says that she never would. Her time was up. It had been too long. Her season was over. Her season had passed. And her birthing a baby seemed absolutely impossible. In fact, when Gabriel appeared to Zacharias, Zacharias didn't even believe the word of the Lord. He he had surrendered to his situation. 
He had submitted to the final outcome that Elizabeth would never have a baby. But what he did not understand was that God was not through with Elizabeth. God was not through in that situation. I'm not sure who I'm talking to today, but I'm on assignment to speak to somebody and tell you no matter how barren it looks, God ain't through in your situation. God was getting ready to break barrenness off of Zacharias and Elizabeth. He was about to move in a supernatural way and I feel in my spirit that maybe there are people watching my live stream or people in here today and you have been in a season of barrenness. You, 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 you'd want to be birthing, but you've not been birthing. You've not been producing what you want to produce. You've not been manifesting the things that you've been believing for. But I feel in my spirit that God is about to break and banish barrenness on the lives of his people if they will believe. So the question is not can God do it. The question is can you stand today and say, Apostle, I believe that whatever God said is going to come to pass and I trust his word over my life. Maybe you feel like your time is up. Maybe you feel like it's been too long and there's no way for what you're believing for to manifest. It's just impossible, Apostle, and it can't happen. My, My kids are too far gone. My financial need is too great. My problem is too prolific. My situation is too sad. My season is up. But I'm here to let you know that our God is unconventional. That God really doesn't get involved in it until we can't handle it. You don't need God as long as you can fix it. God only shows up when you need a supernatural element to manifest. And I've come to tell you today in the mighty name of Jesus that our God is still supernatural because when God moves, y'all, he colors outside the lines. When God moves, he moves in the impossible ways. God essentially told Zacharias, he said, I'm about to move in a way that's going to blow your mind. Don't miss what the Bible says. She's barren. There's no denying it. Because she's barren, Zacharias is barren. But then the Bible said in verse 6 that they were also blameless. Now what do you do when you're blameless but you're barren? Oh, where are the real people at? What do you do when you're blameless but you're barren? Jewish society could be brutal in those days. And anytime someone was sick or childless or facing a hard time, they wanted to attach a judgment to that. And the people, especially the religious folks, wanted to attach a cause for that condition. She's barren because she's sinned. She's barren because she's unworthy. She's barren because her family sinned. She's barren because she's got blemishes on her life. But here this woman is, she's unblemished, but she's blameless, but she's still barren. What do you do when you're barren and you're blameless? What do you do when you don't even know why you're barren? The Zacharias lived in this situation. He saw his wife warning a child, but he was blameless. And the word blameless there in the Greek, it means without censure or deserving no censure. 
They were barren, but they were blameless. You say, well, apostle, what are you trying to tell me? There are times in life when you will go through barren seasons and you can't figure out why. Let me talk to the real people. What do you do when you're barren but you're blameless? When you're doing all the right things? When you're coming to church? When you're worshiping? When you're being faithful? Where are the real people at? Have you ever had times in your life when you were dotting every spiritual I and crossing every spiritual T, but you were still not manifesting what you wanted to see? And it's in those moments where you say, God, what do I need to do? And God would look at you and say, you don't need to do anything because I'm about to do everything. Yeah. Oh, it's in those moments, honey, when we can't fix it or change it that God walks in and said, I was waiting on you to get to the end of yourself so I could walk in and show you how great I really am. There are times when we got to stop trying to figure it out and move into trust. What do you do? Am I talking to anybody today? When you're blameless but you're barren and you see people around you progressing, people around you with issues, and it seems like they've got a gravy train with biscuit wheels. Come on, somebody. And you're doing everything you can to do right. You may be hearing you say, well, Apostle, I've been right there. Maybe I'm there right now. What do I do? Don't miss it. They're barren, but they're blameless. Here's what Zechariah did. According to the custom of the priesthood, his lot fell to burn incense when he went to the temple of the Lord. Burning incense was a picture of worship. He walked in and worshiped the Lord. Right in the middle of his barrenness, he burned. See, anybody can burn when you got everything you want. Anybody can burn when you feel good in your body. Anybody can burn when your bank account is full. Anybody can burn when your children are acting right. But when all hell is breaking loose around you, when you don't have a window or a pot, when everything is going wrong, when everything is manifesting negatively in you, but you say, I'm coming into the house of the Lord and I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continually be in my mouth. That's when you walked into the realm of bringing a sacrifice of praise into the house of the Lord. And you say, God, I'm not praising you because it's perfect. I'm praising you because you are God all by yourself. It's so easy to burn, isn't it? When things are good. But the problem is God knows that for some people, the more blessed they get, the less they burn. God knows for some people, the more blessed they get, the less they acknowledge the Lord. But I'm telling you, I wanna turn every blessing into worship. I wanna turn every blessing into praise. 
And I came today to tell somebody in the room, don't you dare stop burning. Even if it's hard, don't stop burning. Even if your children are struggling, don't stop burning. Even if you're not seeing what you want to see, don't stop burning. I came today looking for some people who are ready to burn with me. Are you ready to burn? Problem is, we think we only burn when it's going good. But what did Zacharias do? He burned right through the pain. He burned right through the struggle. Don't you let anything stop you from burning. Never allow barren seasons to make you bitter, even when you're blameless. You better write that down. I said, never allow barren seasons to make you bitter, even when you're blameless. If you want to break a barren season, decide right now, I'm going to burn. See, here's what you don't know. Some of the people who've been burning the brightest in this service today, who have broke their neck trying to give God praise, who have lifted their hands and wept in the presence of the Lord, you think everything is perfect in their lives. But there are many people in this room and you've been bringing God praise with a broken heart. You've been bringing God praise with lost children. You've been bringing God praise in the midst of financial dilemmas and bad doctor's reports. But I'm telling you, the enemy is frustrated and afraid because he knows that he thought he would stop your worship. He thought he would silence your praise. But there are some of us who have crossed over and said, God, we're gonna trust you even in a barren season. We're gonna burn. Uh. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, it's time to burn. It's not time to quit. It's not time to throw in the towel. It's not time to blame God. It's time to burn. She's barren. They're blameless, but they burn. I never, ever, ever want to stop burning. I never want to get so comfortable in the ministry that I lose my all for God. God said, in essence, Zacharias, I'm about to break protocol. I know you're old, but I'm about to break protocol. Y'all, I know your wife is old, but I'm about to break protocol. God, thank you that you did it for Zacharias but don't do it for Jim Rayleigh. I don't need a baby at my age. Come on, somebody. But how many of you are glad for a God that'll break protocol? Y'all, I said, how many of you are glad for a God that will break protocol? Well, I better ask over here. I said, how many of y'all glad for a God that'll break? Are you glad for a God that'll break protocol? Are you glad for a God that says, I don't need to be perfect. I don't need to be right. I can move any way that I want to move. But everything is connected to their willingness to burn. So 
blameless, she's barren, but she's burning. He's burning. If you want to break a barren season, burn. Now, verse 11, then the angel of the Lord appeared to him standing at the right side of the altar of incense. Now, that may not sound significant unless you're a little bit familiar with Jewish rituals of worship. The right side of the altar was reserved for the Lord himself. The Lord himself, according to Jewish belief and tradition, always appeared at the right side of the altar. In other words, he said, I'm about to move in a way that you will know it is absolutely and positively me. I'm about to manifest in such a way that when it comes to pass, there is no possible way that anything or anyone will get the glory except me. Zacharias, in that moment, instead of rising in faith, he becomes afraid. I want you to see, I want you to understand this. What opened and unlocked his miracle season was his burning in a barren season. But the problem was that he was afraid. But even in that moment, he, 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 he looks at the angel and the angel responds and tells him his name. And he said, fear not, I am Gabriel. Now, now Gabriel is a warring uh, angel if you define his name. It literally means God's warrior. But if you take it in context, his name means this, God is fighting for you. I don't know who I came to talk to today, but the battle's been too much for you. The situation has been too much for you, but I am like Gabriel standing on this stage today, and I came to tell you that God is fighting for you. I dare somebody right now who believes that the Lord is fighting for you. Open up your mouth and give the mighty warrior a great big praise. Oh, I would not be here today if God hadn't fought for me. I would not be pastoring this church today had God not fought for me. But I am a living witness that when I can't fight, God will fight for me. Hallelujah. This is why you got to burn. Because your battle, your assignment in the battle is to burn. Help me, Holy Ghost. I said your assignment in the battle is not to heal the cancer. Your assignment in the battle is not to save the children. Your assignment in the battle is not to meet the financial need. Your assignment in the battle is to burn. And if you'll do your part, God will do exceedingly abundantly far above this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I say it. 
This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Somebody say. I want everybody who knows that when you burn, you are fighting a battle. Give God a praise. God, I, I, I feel like singing, but I better quit. It means God is fighting for you. Right? Remember that song? God is fighting for you. Pushing back the darkness. Lighting up the kingdom that cannot be shaken. In the name of Jesus, enemies defeated. And we will shout it out. Somebody give God a praise if you believe God is fighting for you. So, blameless, barren, burning. And then the angel says in the 13th verse, fear not, chill, Zacharias. The Lord has heard your prayer and your wife Elizabeth will bear a son and you will call his name John. Don't allow your doubt to cause you to do without. Mm. So, so what happened to Zacharias? He had doubt. So God shut him up. He said, you're not going to be able to talk till this baby's born. I tell you what, if you can't, take, if you can't speak faith, shut up. Y'all don't say nothing to me. I, if, you, if you can't speak faith, be quiet. Sometimes you need to close your doubts about. And here's what I declare. I declare that in the mighty name of Jesus, all the naysayers and the doubters in this next season that have been in your life, God's about to silence them. God's about to shut them up. And you're going to see victory manifest. But it, let, me, let me explain something to you. It's very important that you get connected to the right people. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, say collaboration matters. Now we know, I'm gonna be careful with this. He, he went home, right? After the angel appeared to him. He doubted, shut him up. He couldn't talk, but he could do other things. Come on, y'all. Y'all don't look at me like that. Because apparently, she got pregnant. But watch this. She collab he collaborated, he connected with his wife. It matters who you collaborate with. It matters who you're in covenant relationship with. Sometimes you don't birth what you need to birth because you're collaborating with the wrong people. Sometimes you don't manifest what you need to manifest because you're collaborating with the wrong people. You're connected to the wrong people. So if you take Zacharias' name and you define it, Zacharias' name means Jehovah remembers. 
Somebody give God praise that God ain't forgot. I heard the pop, y'all. I'm not scared. Did you, did anybody just hear a loud pop? That was the Holy Ghost breaking out. Come on, don't, don't worry about it. Zachariah's name means Jehovah remembers. He is in relationship with Elizabeth. And Elizabeth's name means promise or oath. So if you put their names together, their names mean Jehovah remembers his promise. I gotta get with some people in my life who believe that Jehovah will remember his promise that he made about my children, about my church, about my family. I dare somebody right now to thank God for the right collaboration in the next season. Tell somebody next to you, say, hey neighbor, can I give God a praise? Because in the next season, I'm connecting to the right people. Give the Lord a praise in here. Let me tell you, I'm not the perfect preacher, but I'm the right preacher for you this morning. I'm not the best preacher, but I'm the right preacher for you today. There's people who will out-preach me more articulate than me. Got, got more than I've got in many ways, but I am the right preacher today because I came to tell somebody, Jehovah remembers his promise. I'm in collaboration with you. I'm telling you God's going to do it. Uh, so... Can I go a little bit further? Are y'all ready to go home? All right. So she gets pregnant and an extra biblical legend comes from this teaching that she went to Mary's house and Mary is pregnant with Jesus. Come on now. And she walks in, and when she walks in, the extra biblical legend says that that baby, John, had not moved for weeks, maybe even months. And she was getting afraid that the baby was going to be stillborn. And she didn't know what was going on. But when she walked in the room to see Mary, eh, her baby jumped inside of a womb. When she got in an atmosphere where a woman was full of Jesus, her baby jumped in a womb. Somebody needs to realize your barren season is broken and I'm preaching to someone and I want to make your baby jump this morning. 
I want to get around people who's got so much Jesus inside of them that whatever it is inside of me that has a miracle attached to it, it starts jumping and it starts leaping. Tell somebody next to you, say, hey neighbor, can you make my baby jump? I dare somebody right now make somebody's baby jump. Get some faith in your spirit. I said get some faith in you. Let something leap inside of you. I came this morning to make somebody's baby jump. I came to make somebody's baby jump. I said, I'm here to make your baby jump. How many of you want that miracle inside of you to jump and leave? The key that you can't ignore is that Mary was full of Jesus. That's why you got to be with the right people. Now, just the time when you think this story apostle can't get, excuse my vernacular, no better. Come on, country folk. When it can't get not no better. It's a double negative. I'm using a double negative to unpack something really positive. Come on, y'all. When you think it's over, God breaks protocol. When you think it's over, God moves. And Elizabeth birthed the son, and his name is John. And that may not sound too powerful, until you catch a deeper meaning here. Because the name John means this, Jehovah is a gracious giver. Y'all ain't even there yet. Jehovah is a gracious giver. I know you're old, Elizabeth, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. I know it shouldn't happen, Zacharias, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. I know your time is up, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. I know you shouldn't be able to have this baby, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. Who am I talking to today? Somebody needs to hear me. Maybe you don't have the money, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. Maybe you hadn't been good enough, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. Maybe you've got a past, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. Maybe you got problems today, but God will move outside your worthiness and he will be wonderful. He's a gracious giver. If he's ever been a gracious giver in your life, open up your mouth and give him praise right now. Tell everybody in your neighborhood, say, hey neighbor. Say, I don't know about you. But I'm only here because Jehovah is a gracious giver. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
I shouldn't even be where I am. I shouldn't even be on the stage, but Jehovah is a gracious giver. And I am absolutely sure that God can still move beyond your past, your failures, your inadequacies, your age, your lack of gifting, your not enough, your fear. Not because you deserve it. No matter what you've done, no matter how inadequate you feel. Barrenness can break the day if you can believe that Jehovah is a gracious giver. Amen. So, Some of you here today, you need God to break protocol. You need him to move outside conventional ways. And the enemy has told you it's over. Don't you know that that's what the enemy told Zacharias? But what did he do? He kept right on burning. He burned when he saw nothing. He burned when it looks like his hopes are dashed and his dreams are gone. Somebody here today, you're dealing with an addicted child. Somebody here today, you're facing foreclosure, watching by live stream. Some of you here today are by live stream. You're wrestling with prescription drugs. Addiction is getting the best of you. Some of you have doubt about your future. It's too late, apostle. But I've come to tell you that if you will burn, barrenness will break because Jehovah is a gracious giver. So the question is not, can God do it? The question is, can you believe it? I want everybody who still believes in God, stand to your feet right now. If you want to clap, you can clap. I'll let you do that. Go ahead. But how many of you say, Apostle, you preached into my world today? I need, I need the gracious giver to manifest in my life. Who would say, Apostle, I need, I need God to move in such a way that he breaks protocol, that he goes beyond what the diagnosis is, that he goes beyond what it looks like with my children, 
If that's you, slip up your hand. It goes beyond what it looks like in my finances. So, so remember now, she's barren. She's blameless. They burned. She birthed. Barren, blameless, burning, and birthed. But look at verse 45. You are blessed because you believed. Seven Bs. You are blessed because you believed that the Lord will do what he said he would do. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I feel the Spirit of God in the room right now. She was barren. She was blameless. They were burning. She birthed. She was blessed because she believed that the Lord would do what he said he would do. God is able to do just what he said he would do. He's going to fulfill every promise to you. Don't give up on God because he won't give up on you. He's able. You know that? You know that song? Sing, God is able to do.
Somebody ought to burn. Somebody ought to burn. Somebody ought to burn. I feel like doing something a little different today. If you're here and you'd say, Apostle, I need God to move in an unconventional way in my life. I want you to slip up your hand right now. I, I, I really need an unconventional breakthrough. Hmm. Look at this. I've got a barren season, a barren place that I need God to move in. I'm going to ask you to do something. I want everybody who, who really wants a breakthrough in that way, I want you to come right here to the front right now. There's something about this move of faith. Sing what you're feeling, Courtney. But I, I want you to move right now. Somebody give God the glory as people come. Hallelujah. I see you taking ground. Sing it, honey. I see you press, press on ahead. In. Your power is dangerous to the enemy's camp. Don't come up here and help me, babe. You still do miracles. You will do what you said. Y'all press for in. You're the same Go God all the way down. Let's make room for people. Cindy, press people down that way a little bit. Hallelujah. Come on, let's make room. People are coming I to the altar. Your power is dangerous to the enemies. You will. That's good. You will do what you said. For you're the same God. Come on, get in faith and raise your hands and declare it right now. I see you taking down. Does God answer prayer? Look at me. Just while we've been praying, 
Remember we prayed for Pat and Lisa. The volcano erupted, all that going on. They are now on the plane, on their way back. Somebody give God a praise. All right, raise up your hands. We're gonna lay hands on you, but I'm gonna speak this word over your life. I decree and declare in the mighty name of Jesus that every promise God has made you is intact. I break barrenness off of your life. I break it off of your family. I break it off of your checkbook. I break it off of your children. I break it off of your future. And I declare that you are stepping into a birthing season. You are stepping into a fruitful season in the name of Jesus. Now let's move and lay hands on people. Come on. Y'all worship with us for a few minutes. Sing for Y'all pray. Thank you for joining us for today's message. You can continue to be part of all that God is doing here at Calvary Christian Center. You can text to give at 386-866-3060 or you can visit calvaryfl.com give. We would love for you to subscribe to our podcast and also to share this podcast with your community, your family, and your friends. You can also stay connected by following us on social media at Calvary FL and by subscribing to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you for joining us.